Hello, beautiful people. This is just a foreword to the following podcast. Today is February the 2nd, 2023, and the podcast you're about to listen to called I Will Fear No Evil was originally recorded on January the 23rd, and I unpublished it. I I listened to my podcast. I found a mistake in it where I said I made reference to Psalm chapter 1, and, and, and I meant Proverbs chapter 1, and I just took it as a, a sign to myself I wasn't supposed to publish it, and it wasn't any good, but I must uh, uh, apologize for that because it was something I, I should have published, and I think what it is is, well, I will tell you, I have been confirmed on this. I feel very confirmed on this word in the last 24 hours. And I felt led to go ahead and republish it. And it's not my best, I will tell you that. It's a little clumsy. It's a little messy. Um, I've had the enemy come against me trying to jangle up my mind and jangle up my words. And, And that's what the enemy will do to try to keep us quiet, to keep us, to make us... Uh, to convince us that we don't have a word. Just shut up and sit down. Um, But I know that that's just an attack from the enemy, so I need prayer there. And I uh, wanted to share this with you, this foreword. Um, It's not all doom and gloom, okay? But it is a warning that I feel that the Lord put on my heart. And I believe it will bless your life. And um, know this. Is something that the Lord put on my heart. Is know that we have power in Jesus. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. Um, He did not leave us defenseless on this earth. He left us with weapons of warfare. And we are as armies that have been stationed on planet earth to be the army of God. And be encouraged. God bless you. And um, I pray that you get something really good out of this podcast. Hello, mighty people of the Most High and Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word straight out of the Word of God. Going to be talking out of Psalm 23 and Proverbs 1. Before I get started, I'd like to pray over this podcast. Father God, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you are our only hope in a world that's getting darker by the minute. But Lord, our redemption draws near. And many of us feel that. And we know that we can look up because our hope is not in this world. We are not of this world. And therefore, the world rejects us. Lord God, I ask that you would keep your hand upon us as we journey through some of these scary times and that you remind us evermore how precious we are to you in the days that are forthcoming. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow. Heather, that's a serious prayer. You know, kind of heavy. Yes, it is. There's heavy things going on. I wished every podcast could just be bright and sunny. But unfortunately, they're not always like that. But there's hope. 
And that's what I've come to share with you today. There's hope for those of us who have been walking in the obedience of the Lord, listening to the Holy Spirit. You know when you hear from the Holy Spirit, loved one. Pay heed. These warnings have been um, trumpeted out to us from many, many great voices in this hour that these things would come upon the earth and that there would be hope for God's people and that we would be kept in the folds of his robes. And I love that. Um, It's kind of hard to get away from the subject right now. So I'm just going to hit dead on on what it's about is um, it's no secret now unless you're living under a rock that um, there's there's a lot there's a medical crisis a, a wave of medical crisis that has hit our nation not just since the uh, the uh, <laughs> the Rona bug came through okay back in 2020 that was just the beginning um, but we all know that there that the aftermath of what has been we Americans, many Americans have been coerced into taking is huge. And many of us have warned about it, been warned about it, stayed of stayed on top of the recent findings and um, the recent uh, news about it. And I'm not talking about mainstream news either. Um, and we've been staying on top of that. Uh, many of you who listen to my podcast, I mean, uh, you can't really listen to this podcast and um, be on the other side. I, I don't really, um, I don't have anything to offer you. I'm very contrary to what is mainstream on this podcast. Um, be, the word, you know, the word of God says, Jesus said to, for us to be in the world, but not of it. What does that mean? Does it mean that we're not going to have a lot of the same uh, things that the world has in terms of material things and jobs and, and, and you know, no, that's not what it means. Uh, that we would be in the world. In other words, we are abiding here. We are um, holding the fort down for the kingdom of God. Okay, so we're here, but we're not of it. We're not from it. In other words, we're not influenced. Our thinking is not uh influenced heavily by the ideologies of this world and prior to all of this wave of of crisis <clears throat> you know that that there has been some defining moments in the last 3 years really really separating the wheat from the tares if i may say so And many of you have been shouting from your own rooftop all along. And something I said earlier on in this, when I first started my podcast, God told me to start this podcast. It was in January, I believe, of of, uh, 2020. Maybe it was February. Um, He told me to start it in January, but I'm not sure that I posted one until February. I would have to go back and look. Um, but one of the first things that I noticed was our spiritual leaders 
were failing us drastically, drastically, in that they were refusing to take a stance on what was clearly a deception early on in this. Many of them were straddling the fence. Many of them didn't straddle the fence, but jumped over to the other side of the fence. And it was just unreal. It was unreal how, how I was so shocked at how easily Christian people could be so inundated and, and brainwashed by the ways of this world. I, I, was, I was disappointed, like many of you out there listening were. I was shocked at the, at the gross ignorance of within the so-called body of Christ. It scared me. I mean, it truly did, if I may be honest. I, I, I didn't realize how alone I was in my thinking that, wow, you know, you see more secular people, it seems like I saw more secular people that stood up against this whole thing than I did anybody in the church, the so-called churches. I was really disappointed. Um, I tell you, I went to a beautiful revival at the end of fall of, two, in, in fall of 2019, which you hear me reference a lot. I'm telling you, I always say there was a lot that went on in that little three-month, four-month period there. Um, and it was a beautiful revival. When I say revival, I'm talking people got healed from cancer, verified cases. Uh, we saw people healed instantly in the church service. I mean, I'm talking a supernatural touch from God that it was just no way. It was only God. I could tell stories about that. If you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard a few of them. One of them was a man that came in with cancer. He, he was at the end. I mean, there was his, um, he had one foot on a banana peel and one in the grave as the preacher put it, the doctors had sent him home to die. And he was not necessarily a spiritual man, but his family drug him in there and and they were Catholics and um, they just believed that God could heal him. And boy, did God touch that man, touched him. And instantly you could see the gray just leave this man's face and life came back to this man. And uh, he started attending the revival, and he was a walking miracle in front of everyone. There was so many stories like that. And I will tell you, when March of 2020 rolled around, they shut that church down. And they slapped their mask on, and they went straight to Facebook Live. And, and that really shocked me. Now, you can disagree with me all day long. I don't really care. I'm still going to voice my opinion on it. And say some say, well, Heather, that's wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Was it? The same people that said it was wisdom rushed out and got this, this poke as soon as it was available. The same people that thought it was wisdom listened to everything that uh, President Trump told them to do when he, he came out on Bill O'Reilly and he got it. He said he got it and the booster. I don't believe that myself, but he, he said he got it. Bill O'Reilly got it. And they rushed to go get it too because they were willing to take advice from a secular man. And he is a secular man. He's not a Christian. He's not a Christian. 
gets so nervous if you talk to him about God. He didn't know what to say, you know. They were willing to listen to him, but they weren't willing to dive in, press in, be quiet, be in prayer, and seek God until they heard from God. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. What does it mean to seek God? Spiritual leadership has been weighed and found wanting those in this last hour. And you better be paying attention to who you're listening to out there. Now, I don't I don't have this big following. I don't think I'll ever have a big following. Okay? I just don't think that's what's destined for me. Okay? But <clears throat> I don't really promote this podcast. Just a few people I have out there that tune in. And some of you will reach out and tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> if I haven't done one in a while and that encourages my heart every time I get a text or or I get some you know email from someone says are you still doing your podcast it, it does encourage me but um, you know uh, be careful who you listen to is what I was saying be careful who you who are you really listening to because for some people today my love it has cost them everything Some people have paid the ultimate price because they they would not, I'm talking about Christians, they would not put their hope in Jesus and press in in a real way so that they heard from the Holy Spirit and, and, and walked that way. Instead, they decided that they would listen to others. And some of these people that they listen to It was the blind leading the blind. And they have paid dearly, some of them unto death, uh, some of them with permanent injuries that cannot be fixed. Some people have lost loved ones because of it. It's just heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. There are stories out there uh, uh, many times, several times, as I've been looking and and reading and um, such that just brought tears to my eyes. I just, my heart is so sad for these people. But my job in my podcast and my ministry is to give hope to God's people who are listening. And for those of you who are teetering on the edge of listening to, to people who are not led by the Holy Spirit is to try to persuade you to come and get down on your knees and listen to the Lord in this last hour, in this hour. I'm specifically going to talk about 2023 this year, for this year, okay, in this podcast. I have been, uh, my stomach, when I think about What's on my spirit right now for 2023? It just gets tangled up in a knot, if I can be honest with you. I don't know, but I do know that the Lord has continued for the last two weeks. Excuse me. Since the beginning of this year, and really heavy in the last two weeks, is Valley of the Shadow of Death is on my heart. Now, please don't be frightened. Okay, fear is opposite of faith. 
Because if you're walking in the Holy Spirit, you're walking with Jesus. We have Him. And our hope is in Him. And there's hope in His Word. Okay? But what I feel on my spirit very strongly is the word in my heart that I'm hearing is stay close to Jesus. Draw ever closer to Jesus. Don't make any sudden decisions, okay? With anything. Not with your family, not with your health, not with your money, not with your relationships. Stay close to Jesus. We need each other in this hour because this year is going to be a year of walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I'm not saying that's the word of the year. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what I feel in my spirit. There's going to be a lot of death this year. It's going to be a lot of scary things that we're going to see to the left and to the right. But keep your eyes on Jesus. And even in the midst of all of that, did you know that God can continue to even bless you in that? In that? Absolutely. As we walk with Him. Because here is the thing. The judgment is for those who were not walking with God, who refused. Okay? And some of it is correction, you're going to see. Some of it is judgment. Um, <clears throat> those spiritual leaders that are now, um, that are coming out now and talking about all of this, and then still refusing to admit they were wrong, I'm telling you, God's got some people, He's got some bones to pick with. But um, if you follow this podcast, I said this a couple of years ago. I think it was around May, April or May of 2020, where the Lord had put that word on my heart that if, if, if your spiritual leaders were not talking about the main issues at hand and they just wanted to dilly-dally around, that you needed to stop listening to them. I mean, here was a massive uh, virus sweeping the whole world and all of this protocol and all of these new phrases and terminology. It was clear brainwashing and they were still on the wrong side of the fence. And, and especially if they just were not addressing it at all as if it didn't exist, that people needed to get away from those kind of preachers because they were the blind leading the blind and they were all going to go in a ditch. And what happened? A lot of people in a ditch today because they don't listen to good counsel and wisdom. Okay? Because lots of people were saying the same thing I was. Um, lots of people. So, where do we stand now, Heather? What do we do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to keep walking. And Psalm 23 is a good place to start. There's hope in Psalm 23. Hear it. Psalm 23 is often, <laughs> it's often the passage that's read by a graveside. <clears throat> it seems like you always see it on some old movie or something. An old dried up Catholic priest will be with a monotone voice reading Psalm 23. That's not the way Psalm 23 should be read. It is a psalm of hope, but it is a psalm of going through something very serious, which is what we are walking through. <clears throat> 
if you'll go back to um, my podcast called The Avalanche I did back during the summer, uh, that was when God first started giving me um, a word about this whole thing, what is about to take place. And I will tell you, recently I had another small <clears throat> message from God, a, a vision of this. Um, is in my first vision, the avalanche was just barely breaking at the top of the mountain. And my most recent vision is it's just starting to get rolling. Like it's prominent. You see it. <clears throat> but I will tell you, it's nowhere near the fallout. We haven't seen the end of this. It's just starting to get rolling. So brace up. Brace up. I love, what, have you ever, have, are you thinking about turning this podcast off? I don't blame you. I probably would too. <laughs> I would. I want to hear this today. You know, but you got you got to eat your spinach. It's a warning out of love. And what's the solution? I'm going to tell you the solution. Just stay with me. I'm going to read Psalm 23 to you first. And I want you to hear it as a word of hope. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Don't you think about that? Still waters, love, represents peace. He's got peace for you in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. That no matter what goes on, <clears throat> and although you have no logical explanation, there is a peace in you that surpasses all human logic, all understanding. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Righteousness is right doing. He's going to lead your feet to do the right things. When you come to a fork in the road, a decision has to be made this year. He's going to be there to guide you. He's going to lead you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A rod is a rod of correction, my love. Rod of correction. <laughs> I'm thankful for the rod of correction going into this year. Because that rod of correction is going to make me go the right direction real fast. The staff herds us around, right? That's what he does. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Does that sound like a depressing psalm? <laughs> no, that is a psalm of hope. We have hope. Jesus told us when we saw these things, these old scary things coming on the earth, he said, look up for your redemption draws near or not. Like it says it in the Old Testament, right? Or in the King James. But um, I hope that encourages your heart. You know, I felt the presence of God just reading that. When I was reading that to you. Don't be afraid. Now, I want to talk about something that... 
Walking as a widowed woman on this earth. I want to talk to you about this real quick. What in the world does that have to do with this? It has everything to do with this. Um, not only have I lost my only brother when I was 13 years old, but as many of you know, I lost my husband um, almost, uh, well, it was five years ago in this last fall. <clears throat> and... I want to tell you my testimony about that emotionally. You know, we lost my husband and the father, the children's father. But you know, somehow in the midst of all of that, I, I can't explain how. We have been emotionally kept like I cannot explain. It's like something that should have totally devastated us, broke us. Somehow we've been kept. And I want to tell you that. Why am I sharing that with you? Why? <clears throat> because many, many people, even the strongest believers, are going to be affected in one way or another by a loved one or having to comfort somebody we know that is going to face tragedy here in the coming up future. And we need to be able to offer hope to those people. We need to know how to pray for them. We need to know that Jesus didn't, he, he died on the cross for, for our salvation, but also he took our griefs and bore our sorrows. So there is hope. And, and I want to tell you, he's put us down here on this earth to hold the fort down. The word says, he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. That means there's enduring that's going to have to take place in our lives. We're going to have to walk through some things. Um, you know, I was watching, I was keeping up, been keeping up on things and looking, you know, uh, looking at one this morning. That's what made me start thinking about the spiritual leaders and how they dismally failed so many people. Um, <clears throat> which makes me, quite frankly, makes me angry. Um, I'm talking ones that I thought were strong, that, that won't, won't say anything, haven't even mentioned the elephant in the room while they continue their big, big ministries, won't even mention it. Um, that's a spirit of denial. That's in the family of lying spirits. Denial, I spoke on the last podcast, is, is one of the most destructive lying spirits in that it it's a passive way to lie. It allows wrongdoing and unrighteousness to continue um, under the guise of, of ignorance. So, uh, I don't see it there. I don't see it there. While destruction continues, uh, you see spiritual leaders doing that today. And they did it from the beginning. There's many of them. Um, very, very disappointing. But there's one called Rustlin' KD. I pop in on him once in a while over the last few years just because sometimes he has something interesting going on on his YouTube channel. But mostly, I, I mean, I just hit unsubscribe on him not long ago. I don't remember what the reason was. I, I just thought, you know, he seems like Christian TMZ. Okay. Um, but he was telling everybody to get the shots. Now he just came out with one uh, talking about the hashtag died suddenly. <clears throat> and he has this astrophysicist on there 
on his show who is a, a blatant God blasphemer. Um, it's bad is what I'm saying. As many people are backtracking on what they originally stood for with these vaccines and now they've come out to say, oh, let's talk about it. We're injured. Or, oh, um, can we just be friends? Uh, uh, Y'all were right from the beginning. But I get the feeling that a lot of the same folks, had they not been injured or had they not lost a loved one, they would have continued to push for legal mandates to force us and our children into the railroad cars had they not first experienced uh, a medical backlash themselves. And and it is true, and they would have. Um, It's unbelievable. But what I can tell you is if you get confused this year and what you're looking at, or if you're confused right now, I will tell you where to find all this in this Bible. I've been saying it for three years now. See, 2020, 21, 22, this will be three years that the very first thing, this is interesting, (laughs) that the Lord gave me to talk on, one of the very first things was um, early in my podcast, there were several things. One of them was a woman at the well, but one of the very first subjects was Proverbs 1, and I know y'all don't want to hear it again. Heather, I've already heard it. If I heard it 10 times, I heard it 100 times. Well, I'm going to say it one more time. I can't say it enough. If you want to know what the world is doing right now, why everything seems crazy and illogical, I mean, delusional, okay? Read Proverbs 1. It will explain to you what is going on in the world, okay? And I'm fixing to read 20 through 33. 33 is where the hope is for us. And I love 33. I cannot read verse 33 without smiling. (laughs) But, you know, I got to thinking about this recently. And I want to propose something. Just as a thought. uh, As a theory. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit told me. I'm just saying that as I've begun to really look back in retrospect from the beginning in 2020 up to today and how all of this has gone from one thing to another and progressed to where it is now, okay, I have to consider that this may be the great delusion spoken of in Thessalonians. Now, so hold on. Now, someone says, oh, no, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. Okay. That's your theory. (laughs) This is my theory. Um, Some people out there believe there's going to be an alien deception, which I firmly believe there will be, and there already is, okay? Then that that will be the actual, the one spoken of in Thessalonians, that um, aliens would be introduced to the population um, uh, and that... (laughs) And that it would be all tied in and that they would say, we've made contact and they want us to unite as one world. And and instead of being all of these individualized countries, we need to think of ourselves as just the world. Well, that makes perfect sense that they could do some kind of illusion like that. But I have to say, 
Um, when you see something like this, what we've seen with this virus, <clears throat> that took the whole world by storm, and evidence after evidence after evidence has come out against all of the propaganda, and people are still, even after being presented full, even scientific data and evidence to show them, and they still remain stuck in what they want to believe, okay? That's called delusional. A delusion is exactly defined as that, where, where evidence contrary to what you're believing is presented to you and you still believe what against the truth. They call it delusional. Um, people are still in denial. Even some people have lost their own children and are still touting the, the efficiency of this poke. That's called delusional. So why? Why are they delusional? I believe it's because this is, is and has been the great delusion. And that it would lead... It, this is the beginning of it. This isn't the end of all the trickery by any means, but this is the beginning of it. They started it in 2020. This was the lie spoken of in Thessalonians, in my opinion. You don't have to follow me there, but regardless of whether you think it's the actual delusion spoken of in Thessalonians, you can't disagree with me that it has been a delusion. These people are clenching onto it. That they're clenching onto the last threads they have to hang on to. I have looked and seen so many woke people with all of their woke titles on their Twitters and all of this stuff that are themselves coming out and saying, I regret having done this. There are thousands of them. I have seen several people who touted this poke come out and say the anti-poke people were correct. Okay, uh, go and open your eyes. When you start seeing people do that, you know there's something going on. But they would not, what does it really go down to? Is, what does this really boil down to? Get to the point, Heather, get to the point. I am. What it really boils down to is simply this. Is America turned away from the Most High God? Our culture, our roots, our prosperity as a nation was all built on the foundation of Christianity. Even a secular... I saw two different secular people. Secular people. It admitted that they were non-religious. And I remember one of them, he said, he said that America would be much better off today if we had more religious people in it. And he said he himself wasn't religious, but that America, after all, was the great nation it is today because of the principles and the moral virtues of Christianity. This was coming from a secular man. Now you talking, you telling me that when secular people start wanting there to be more Christians come up and show up again, that we're, we've not really slid off the deep end. 
when secular people start saying, I sure do miss the Christians. They'd much rather put up with the problem of our Christian ideologies than what they're having to deal with now. Which real Christians warned them about all along? Sad thing. But I'm going to read here out of Proverbs 1, 20 through 33, which I've read many times, and help you see it again for the first time. And I'm going to read it again as if I never read it before. And you're going to see what's going on right now in this moment in, in history. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse. In the openings of the gates in the city, she utters her words saying. She's in the biggest places, the, the train station, the subway station, the mall, the grocery store, anywhere where there's people gathering to listen, please hear. And they're just going about their daily business. How long, you simple ones, how long will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I called and you have refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But you have said it not all of my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That says a lot. And I've read it passionately because I feel that's like, that's how the Lord wants us to see it. Is wisdom has been crying out, crying out to people, pleading. You know, it's kind of like when Noah was trying to preach he only ended up saving eight. Don't be discouraged, loved one. Don't be discouraged that you told him so. A lot of us are standing in that place today. I have some people that are dear to my heart, very dear to my heart, that I told them so too, and they did it anyways. And you know, it your heart breaks for them. Is you mourn for them, you worry about them, you pray for them. Yes, we can do that. Keep them prayed over. Keep, keep showing love to them. Don't isolate them from your life. Keep showing love to them. Because I can guarantee you that a lot of these people, they, they did a poll. Of course, polls are pretty much on, uh, pretty unreliable, but they did do a poll. They're never exact, obviously, but 45,000 people were polled in Australia about um, the, the, the poke. 
whether they regretted it or not. And um, it was something like a whopping 68% regret it. That's a big, big percentage. And the poll was for people who were not poked. They had not one single person out of 45,000 that regretted not getting poked. So you have loved ones in your life that you're concerned about. Maybe you have some loved ones in your life that are seeing some health effects from this or tragedy has hit their home or even death has hit their home. I want to encourage you to continue to walk in the love of God for them. Do that. Show them love. But this year, we are going to have to really buckle down, press into God like we've never pressed in. Fast and pray. Stay in the Word. Uh, Pray over everything this year, my friends. I'm talking about from whose advice you take to what what doctor you go see. I'm talking to what comes on your TV screen. I'm talking to even... uh, any sudden moves that you decide to make, pray over everything, everything, even the food you buy. God wants to keep you. You know, there is a, a verse in, in scripture about all of his robes smell of cassia, aloes, and myrrh. Um, I have it marked in here somewhere, but I don't remember what one it is. Do you know, It's like, when I say get up in the folds of his robes, you know, think about being a little child. It reminds me of being a little child. And the adults are so big when you're little, they look like giants. (laughs) And how we, as children, humans, you know, our children, they come up, uh, uh, they don't come up, but to mid-thigh, you know, little bitty ones, and they come up and they grab hold of our legs. They kind of, they get up under us like we're a tree for shelter. <laughs> it's really sweet. But God wants us to do that during this time. Get up under the folds of his robes, all of his robes. Smell of cassia, aloes, and myrrh. And there is refuge in him. And there is quietness from fear of evil. Amen. Now you shall be in peace. If you've been serving the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, or if you just came into the flock, you know that God is with you. I want to say something. My son recently had a great experience, my oldest son, and I had him on the podcast to give his testimony. It was quite um, amazing. I was amazed um, to watch somebody who um, who had such an experience that he was so lively about what he experienced. And he's talking about the vision. He had several visions. Uh, and it was very moving. But I also came across another young young man. He's probably in his early 30s. You know, I'm in my mid-40s. But um, a younger man that had a similar experience uh, where he just, like, God just woke him up. And all of a sudden, he became fervently excited. And now all of his whole YouTube is nothing but about him talking about Jesus. Whereas if you look at it before, it was nothing on there about Jesus. Nothing at all. 
It's like God is rounding up his people. It's like he, he's rounding them up to get in the boat, get in the shelter of God. Hallelujah. And, and be not afraid, neither be dismayed. But we're going to continue to walk through this, this perilous time. I'm going to trust God. I hope you got something good out of this. I hope it wasn't too heavy for you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast up with that. Uh, Stay in Proverbs 23 this year. Stay encouraged in the Lord. And when you get confused, you're just beyond, you're just looking at the world going, what is going on? Read uh, Psalm 20 through 33. And that'll explain everything to you. But that's where we're at. And so... I'm going to close it up by saying that no matter what goes on around you, no matter what kind of things you see to the left or to the right, no matter what scary things take place, you have yourself a lovely day anyways.